gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Lisa Williams of It's Simply Digital. We're going to be talking content marketing. We're going to be talking about, you know, curating audiences, building communities, you know, things that you can do for your business to, you know, really grow followings. Uh, Lisa, it's great to have you on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as an agency. Hi, Cash. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. I am the founder of It's Simply Digital, and we are a content marketing agency with a done-for-you package. So what does that mean, done-for-you package? We take over all of the content creation for a small business or an entrepreneur. And one of the things that I hear over and over again is, as an entrepreneur, you want to focus on your business, whatever that business, that product or that services that you've created and, and, or a team and, or clients. And now you have to learn how to market yourself and you have to be out on social media and you have to be, um, you know, creating content. And when I hear this, when I hear my clients tell me they don't want to create content, they don't want to be online, they don't want to do any of that. So we take it over for them and we do it all. We create all their social media posts, all their graphics, all their blogs, all their newsletters, you know, strategy, brand strategy, marketing strategy, everything that you need to put yourself in the digital space. Yeah, and content, you know, for years has been a really big thing. And, you know, and kind of like you just mentioned, you know, content comes in many forms, mm-hmm. um, you know, social media content, blogs, you know, emails, all of its content in one form or another. Yeah, and it's really about uh, distribution more so than anything. Well, it's meeting your client or your audience where they're at. So I like to listen to podcasts when I'm out on a walk. But sometimes I like to read a newsletter when I'm going through my emails Mm -hmm. or I'll save them all for one day and kind of go through them all at the same time. Sometimes I like to read long form blog posts. It's just meeting your audience where they're at. And so we like to disseminate that information in all different forms and fashion so that if you want to listen to a podcast, you could listen to a podcast. If you want to read an article, you could read an article. If you're on social and you want just a snippet or a video, then you have that option as well. Yeah, that's you do. And, and that's a really good point about, you know, meeting them where they're at, because depending on the type of business, they're going to be on different platforms. Some you're going to be able to interact some, you know, you know, you won't necessarily have that, you know, so every business is unique and the type of content and the way you can reach them is going to be different. Of course. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, newsletters are becoming extremely popular these days and, um, it kind of goes into what we're, we're talking about moving forward is curating communities and curating information. And so, yeah, newsletters, podcasts, I, I think those are, are super popular these days. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to be covering curation and building communities. And that's what you have. And if you think about it, you know, 
we have this tendency to think with social media that, okay, you, you have your followers and stuff, but we don't think of them as communities, but that's how you should be considering it. Same thing with your email list. These are, you know, people that have opted in, hopefully, you know, to receive the content um, that you're putting out because they like it and you're tailoring the content for that community. You know, and that community, if you were to dive in, you'll find that there's probably a bunch of similarities between people and why they even want, you know, to receive your content to begin with. Right. And I mean, first of all, you should be honored that they're giving you their email address and wanting to join your community because they're value they're valuing something that you're saying or that you are giving them. And so they're saying, yes, I want to connect with you. I relate to you. I like what you're putting out and I want more of it. And so when they give you a precious commodity, such as their email address, you want to make sure that you are utilizing it to the best form and fashion as possible. So, you know, don't be spammy. Don't hit them, you know, mm-hmm. with um, sell points, hard sells all the time. What we like to do in our newsletter community is we like to add value. That, that's it. And then at the very end, we have a couple of soft sales that we have some CTAs for. But really, it's more about adding value. And we would like to make sure that we're giving them actionable steps and tips and tricks and strategies that they can take away. I mean, we're not going to be able to give them a whole marketing strategy in a newsletter. But if there's one or two little nuggets that they could go implement, you know, the next week, then we've done our job. Yeah, it's. You know, those little actionable steps, you know, it's also considering, you know, depending on how you're delivering that content, you know, that can vary the things you want to be doing. So let's talk about, you know, when you're building, I guess, let's kind of go through each of these things a little bit. If you're building a community through social media, we'll just start there at the most obvious one. How should you be going about that? And like, what kind of content might you be delivering? You know, brands are always going to vary. You know, it's going to be different for everybody, but you know, what kind of things that get uh, get people interacting, you know, the, what are your considerations on social media? Yeah. So, I mean, let me back up and say, you have to know who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a given in any platform is who, who is your audience? So then once you know who your audience is, you can figure out where do they hang out and how do they like to consume content? So like I just explained to you, I like to go walk and listen to a podcast, but then sometimes I save all my newsletters and read them all at the same time. So who are you attracting into your community and how do they like to consume content? And then which platforms are they hanging out on? Are they wanting short form video? So then you're hitting them with a reel or a TikTok. Are they wanting long form content that they could read where it's a newsletter, a blog? Are they wanting to listen? And so you have to figure out who your audience is and then know how to, what kind of content they like to consume and where they like to consume it. Mm -hmm. And then you could show up. And so I would highly recommend that you pick one platform and really get good at one platform. It's hard to put your information out on every platform and be present on every platform because you do have to engage on your platforms. Yeah, that, no, that's good advice. You know, spe- social media is always very, um, 
kind of specific because you know there's just the platforms themselves you'll have different age demographics and people that you know so you might have an audience on one and then if you go to a different one you don't have an audience like um traditionally we've never worked uh because of the types of clients we've never done twitter advertising because you know or x um (laughs) you know but because we've never you know the clients and their audiences have never been on that platform that's not really where you would engage whereas we do um you know, run campaigns on Facebook and also Instagram, because that is where the audience shows up for the type of clientele, you know, we deal with. So you want to, as a business, you have to consider that you have to kind of analyze, okay, who, you know, first, where are the people that we would be dealing with, you know, so that we make sure that the effort is, um, you know, we can put everything into it. And if you're trying to go multiple platforms, it's often hard and it's, it can often come off as very generic because a lot of times what happens is you'll do a a specific one. So say you're running Facebook and then you also say, well, I'll repurpose this content over on a different platform, but the audience, you know, if you try to do that with Facebook and then you put it on LinkedIn, the audience is different. It's different. And the message and the tone is a little different as well. You know, LinkedIn is pretty much doing away with hashtags these days. I've read multiple articles Mm -hmm. that they are no longer really going to Um, focus on any hashtag type content. So I'm seeing more and more people eliminate hashtags from their content that they're putting out from their posts. However, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, they're driven by hashtags. So you want to make sure that you're including your hashtags on those platforms. The other thing is on an Instagram platform, you always have to say link in bio. Whereas, you know, in Facebook or in LinkedIn, you can put the link in, you know, the first comment or so there's there's different ways to speak to your audience on different platforms. The other thing is, as we know, I'm sure as you know, if you're not engaging on those platforms and making yourself visible, then the algorithms are going to detect that, that you're just posting content just to post content and they're not going to highlight or really show your content to the audience like they should. You have to be engaging. So how are you gonna be engaging on four different platforms at the same time? It's very, very hard to do. Yeah, you can do it, but you'd have to have the staff to do it essentially because it's very rare that one person can handle that many things and then also be like, keep them unique and put in the effort. Like I say, most of the time they're just duplicating effort on another one, which case you're wasting time because of the fact that it didn't, it's not going to get any actual traction because you don't do those other little things. Like say, like you mentioned, hashtags being appropriate on one, whereas like LinkedIn's not really caring, but you know, Instagram, does you know so you have to be able to do the little nuances like that right and so you have to build your content per each platform and you have to make it relevant for the platform and the other thing is that you could do and this is what we do for ourselves and for our clients is we create one big pillar piece of content and then we break that up into it's kind of like the hub and spoke model where we break it up into smaller forms of content Mm -hmm. that we push out into social or into a a blog post or a newsletter etc but creating that one pillar piece of content gives you the opportunity to figure out where you want to slice and dice it yeah, that's um, also, and that kind of content, when you break it up, uh, 
that can be done in multiple ways. So for example, you know, this is a podcast, you can take this podcast and it becomes, it's the pillar piece right. uh, that you mentioned. And then um, you can break that up so you can take snippets. And there's also a lot of software now that helps to um, grab portions of it. Mm -hmm. So you can make little, you know, 15 second or 10, you know, reels, put it on TikTok. You could, you know, if that's where the audience is, you can put it there. You can put it on, you know, LinkedIn. Um, there's a number of different ways you can do this. So don't think of, you know, doing it with just like blog posts, you know, you can do this right. with video content, you can do it with audio content and place it in different spots and then, you know, be able to feed it back into the, the main piece. Exactly. And real quick recap of what we do for, for it's simply digital personally is I, I do a podcast uh, it's simply life. And so every week we're putting out a new podcast. And then, like you said, we're taking that, we're running it through AI. Now it's my original content, just like your podcast is your original content and we're running it through AI and, you know, with the right format, the right prompts, the right, everything, then we're creating snippets, we're creating text, we're creating a newsletter and we're creating blogs all from that one podcast. Yeah. And then what happens is you get to say in your snippets um, on social media or in your newsletter or on your blog post, you get to feed back into all these different um, mediums that you have your content out. So our newsletter drives to our podcast, our podcast drives to our newsletter, our social mm -hmm. drives to both, our blog drives to, you know, and so we get to constantly feed all those funnels of the different mediums that we put content out on. Yeah, that's, that's a really good example of what you can do. So, yeah. and, and everything goes back to, you know, you're giving additional you know, information to the community you're trying to build. You're giving yourself more opportunities to build the community because you're using this and, and you're not always, like I say, you're repurposing things, but pieces of it versus having to constantly create new. You do have to create new as you go. No, no doubt, sure. but you're getting more traction out of each piece you, you create. Right. I mean, make it expand the life out of that one piece of content rather than trying to rack your brain coming up with five, seven different pieces of content and then multiple platforms. I mean, that is wow. I would want to bang my head against the wall <laughs> to try to do that. But you you do want to kind of going back and tying this. You are building a community. You're building a community of listeners on your podcast. You're building a, a community of readers in your newsletter or on mm -hmm. your blog post. You're building a community of followers or your audience on social media. And you are the authority. You are the thought leader. You're building that by constantly putting content out into the marketplace. Okay. So let's talk you know, curation though, you know, okay. so you've got the other side of it is yes, we're creating all this content, but we're having to put it all like, we're having to build a lot, you know, you want, you still got to create a lot of content, you know? Right. So how do they go about this? So cash information is coming at us at lightning speed. We cannot keep up. Our brains can't keep up. Yeah. We, we can't disseminate and read through all the information that comes at us. And so 
there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to know or I don't need to know and it doesn't pertain to me. And so the things that I really want to know more about, those are the communities that I could join and those people or those brands or those businesses are curating that information for me specifically. So if I liked a specific car, let's just say I was really into, you know, racing cars or something like that, I might go follow people in that community and I might get the latest, greatest cars that are coming out, the latest, greatest technology that's coming out. I would get all that curated information specifically for me that I don't have to go search for, um, every time I want to find out some more information, somebody is curating that information for mm -hmm. me and delivering it right to my doorstep on a podcast, in a newsletter, on social media, they're delivering it right to me. And so we, as, as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, as marketers, as, um, you know, creators, whatever you want to call, whatever you are doing, your small business owner, you, it's your responsibility to curate information for your community and become that thought leader, become that person who educates your community because you're going out and doing the research on that one particular item or topic specifically for them. And then that, that breaks, that brings it to you. Yeah. So businesses, in a lot of cases, should be thinking of themselves as like central hubs of information, you know, that they will, because they're going to pull it from other places, mm -hmm. uh, but they want to be the, the go-to source. Right. Because if you're not relevant, you're irrelevant. If you're not bringing that information to your audience, they're going to go find it someplace else. And then you no longer become, you're, you're invisible. Like it doesn't really matter. And so it's your job, it's your responsibility of whatever your brand, whatever your business, whatever your product is to constantly feed your audience with more information about that particular brand, business, product, service, so that they're staying top of, they're getting educated and you're staying top of mind. Do you think there's value for, because there's a lot of businesses that would question whether they actually need the content, you know, uh, think service companies, you know, like how many people like lawyers put out content all the time, but how many people actually read the content? I mean, some of it's so that, you know, cause you have a need, but you're not going to regularly want to read, you know, a bunch of content, you know, that comes from lawyers, you know, social posts and things. Right. But do you think there's a place for that, that kind of content and community for those types of businesses that on the surface wouldn't look like they, you know, could benefit from it? Absolutely. And I think every business could benefit from putting content out. And I know you might think, well, I make widgets that really, who wants, who cares about the widgets that I make? Somebody cares about those widgets that you make because somebody's buying those widgets or somebody wants to take those widgets and make something with those widgets. And so, yes, a, a lawyer who puts content out, maybe they could jazz it up and make it funny. Maybe they could do something that's more um you know, kind of going against the grain as far as lawyers speak or whatever. You know, you have to think outside the box. How can I deliver this content that will, that where my audience will actually want to consume it? 
how would you determine the ROI though of, you know, for, like I say, there's some businesses, it's not as obvious that they could benefit from it. So that would be the thing that they're going to question of, okay, we're doing this, but how do I judge whether it's successful for my, you know, and sometimes it's not, you know, straight money, you know, I equate this many clients or whatever mm -hmm. to it, but so how do they judge? So, you know, I know that in this analytical world, we all want numbers and facts and figures and ROI. And there's this whole underground world called dark social. And dark <laughs> social is basically what you just said. It's that ROI that we really can't attribute numbers to. We really can't put metrics to. So if somebody listened to my podcast and then maybe saw a couple social media posts and then connected with me and I'm, then they joined my newsletter community and now maybe it's months later and they actually want to get a, on a conversation with me and talk about marketing and how we could help them. So I don't know how many times I've touched them. They've listened to my podcast. They've read my newsletter. They've um, seen, you know, my social posts. I, I can't put numbers and value to all of that. You know, the DMs that go on on your social media posts, yeah. how do you value, how do you put an ROI on um you know, a DM that you've gone back and forth with maybe over several months period of time with a potential client. And now they are getting on a call with you and now you're, they are going to be a client. You, you can't really put numbers on dark social. They've followed you on, because you put content out on social media. They like what you say in your newsletter. They like what they hear in your podcast, but it's a long game. And I'm going to be really honest. There are things you cannot put ROIs on. Hmm. Well, <laughs> let's say at least you, you know, straightforward about it because it can be hard to judge, you know, um, you know, let's say the lawyer is always a good example because they'll, you know, if you have a lawyer that works in a particular category, criminal law or something, mm -hmm. you don't know, you can see how many people read, you know, the post, but one of the reasons you put it out there is, um, because you are showing that you're an expert in a particular category, say it's, you know, juvenile law or something. Right. Um, and then there's only so many people to do that. And you're looking for a lawyer that, you know, looks like on the surface that they really know what they're doing, whether you find that post through social media, you found them online, you know, and you just went straight to the website, but that was the hook. Cause they started reading, you know, cause a lot of the times, um, you know, like we'll, talk to clients and we'll say, you know, the reason to have one of the reasons to have that content on there is to show that you're an expert in a particular area. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, that goes beyond just saying you provide it as a service. Right. And it's kind of goes back to what I said before, if you're not producing content and you're not out in the world, sharing your knowledge and your thought leadership, then you're becoming irrelevant because somebody else is doing that. And somebody else is staying top of mind. And so when I need a juvenile criminal lawyer, and I've been reading your newsletters or watching you on social or listening to a podcast or an interview or whatever, then that's where I'm going to go because I've, I've gotten to know you and you've come into my, into my ecosystem mm -hmm. and I'm familiar with you. And so I, I personally believe that you have to constantly be putting out content because if you're not putting out content, somebody else is your yeah. competitors are. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like a deeper form of brand awareness mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, 
I think of, uh, you know, using lawyers again, but if you think about, um, I've seen lawyers where you'll have bill, billboard after billboard of the same, you know, law firm, um, same person on there and they, and they blanket TV commercials, you know, um, do all sorts of, you know, advertising, right. But if they're putting out content, you're starting to get to know them. So you're taking it to kind of another level mm-hmm. of, of informing, you know, I like say if you're building an audience, um, but it's that yeah, that extra brand awareness because when you do have a need and you've seen their stuff showing up in social media, maybe you ended up liking a few things because it resonated. Maybe, yeah, sometime in the past um, you didn't deal with them necessarily, but you had a situation similar to something they're bringing up, and so you interacted with that content. You started becoming you know a piece of the audience, and then you had a need, you know, for the services and you know down the road because you know and you realized that they were the expert, you know. Oh. So, yeah. Um, I'll give you a, a perfect example that happened to me. Somebody that I am connected with on LinkedIn is a business strategist and had a client that was that they had been talking to and through their conversations decided that they needed some marketing. And he knew me only through LinkedIn, only through my post, only through the educational material that I had been putting out. So he contacted me. We had a conversation. He introduced me to his client who then became my client. So that client didn't even know I existed, but somebody who had been watching me and, and listening to my content, reading my content on LinkedIn brought that client to me. So it's the same thing with the lawyer, for example, let's just say you're my really good friend and Mm -hmm. you need a juvenile criminal lawyer. And I've been watching this person on social media and I'm like, Oh, Hey cash, you should go connect with so-and-so because I think that they would probably benefit you in some way, shape or form. So it's, it's not even your particular audience that you're really trying to hit. There's people that are lurking all the time. Yeah, you end up kind of, it becomes this like referral system too, because that's what your, you know, your example is, you know, you ended up referred over because you had connected through the community part of it right. you know, with somebody and the, while they didn't need your service, they re- they ran into somebody that did okay. and you had proven to them that you were an expert, yeah, you know, because they had been following you. Right. And uh, it kind of goes back to building that community because, it's not who you know all the time. It mm-hmm. could be who they know or who the three people removed know. So it's not necessarily building that community of people that you're particularly targeting, which I highly recommend, but you want to also create advocates, fans, referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody that let's just say now you're, you're doing business with somebody and they become a brand advocate for you. So they really like you. They really like your services. And now they're going and talking about you. That's free marketing. That's free advertising for you Yeah, because they've become a huge fan and supporter of your business. Yeah, no, that's a really good example. Yeah, you know, I said, and that's that's the thing about these communities. That's what happens. It could be, you know, because you're sending a newsletter and you're doing a, you know, so you've got email marketing going on and you're regularly giving people tips and you know, then they recommend to somebody else that hey, you should be getting this newsletter because I'm getting right. all this actionable advice, you know, out of it. So it's those types of uh, like relationships that can happen. 
and you just, you don't totally realize it, you know, cause some of them, they're not necessarily directly part of the community. They may become part, but somebody could also, you know, bring it up and say, Hey, you know, this is really who you should be, you know, engaging with. Right. And so you're curating the information, you're disseminating it out into on multiple platforms and multiple mediums. You're building that community. Not only are you building an audience that would be a potential client, but you're also building an audience that is brand advocates for you that will speak highly of you, of your product or your service or refer you to other people that they know. So Mm -hmm. That right there is the reason you should be putting content out. Okay. Yeah. Like I say, there's a ton of value in it. What do you think, you know, going forward, um, you know, because everything, like I say, we've had email forever Mm -hmm. um, and now we've pretty much had social forever as well. You know, (laughs) what do you think the next big trends, you know, might be in the space? Well, I already see us, you know, um, consuming micro content, you know, short form video, social post. I think that is only going to expand. We're going to feed our, uh, ever shortening attention spans, right? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, you know, um, I think that's one of the reasons why newsletters are becoming more popular because they are longer form and you do have to sit and read them. And so I think, we're going to see more short form content based on longer form information. Mm. And if you want to know more, then you go into the longer form content. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, cause like short form videos become huge, but if you want to know more, so, you know, cause you we, go. yeah, we and, scroll through, you know, um, TikTok you know, and YouTube. Right. And I also think, you know, like, not to put down anybody who does this, but if you're dancing on TikTok, what are you trying to do? Like, yeah. are you, so you've created this mass following, but then are you able to sell anything? Are you able to capitalize on it? Or are you just putting out content and then t- the, the platforms themselves are paying you because it's driving up, you know, views on that yeah. particular platform. So you have to determine, do I want to be a creator and just put out video and get paid by the platform itself? Or do I want to be a creator and own that audience and bring them into my ecosystem? Because if you're just getting paid from social media based on the content you're putting out, you don't own that audience. It's a rented platform. <laughs> I want to own my audience. I want to bring them into my own platform, which is my email. And that way I get to share whatever I want to share without the boundaries of social media and without the boundaries and regulations and rules. And look about Six weeks ago, my LinkedIn account got shut down for no reason whatsoever. It was oh, shut yeah. down for eight days. I was in conversations with LinkedIn almost daily. Nobody could tell me why it got shut down. I wasn't violating any rules or regulations or policies or mm-hmm. anything like that. It took eight days before they put it back up. I had no way to communicate with the audience on that platform. So guess what? I could send an email. Now, do I have the email following that I have on social media? No, not yet. My goal is to get there, but it goes back to 
own your audience and bring them into your own ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's that's a good, you know, I guess I guess uh, point to end on own the audience. You know, you, social platform, you know, platforms you rent them, but you can turn those rented audiences into you know permanent ones. You know, through email and and you know, depending on what you do on those platforms, there's ways to, you know, capture those emails, you know, if you engage with the audience and you, you know, provide something of value that they're willing to trade you, you know, the email address for. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this has been a great conversation, Lisa. How do people get a hold of you? Well, I am on LinkedIn, Lisa Williams. It's Simply Digital is my business. They could go to my website. It's simplydigital.com. And you could email me, Lisa, at itsimplydigital.com. Okay. This is another episode of Marketing Masters. We've been talking about community, social media, email. There's all sorts of ways. You know, you can build communities. There are a multitude of ways that they will provide value to your business. If you take the time to do it, know that you want to be honed in because if you're trying for like every platform that's out there, you're not going to be really good at any of them. And it's the quality of the audience and the community that you build, you know, matters just as much as the size that you build. You know, so you want to keep that in mind and you want to make sure your efforts are efforts are really focused. Um, I'm Cash Miller. I'm CEO of Titan Digital. I'm the host. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.